Welcome to Recently Logged, where anyone can be anything. Probably. Hello. Hi. Here we are. Yet again. I'm Robbie. And I'm Micah. And together we we host and make uh, Recently Logged a movie podcast. Wow. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? And this week we're talking about a specific movie. Yep. Um, made by a specific company called Disney. <laughs> Probably never heard of them. Probably never heard of them. They're pretty small. Uh, but they made, a, they made a little movie back in 2016. <laughs> and it's called Zootopia. Wow. And we're going to talk about it, even though... I don't think anyone's really thought about this since, like, I don't know, I don't know like two dude, years dude, ago. Zootopia has a huge fan. It does. It's true. I mean, like, general populace, you know, like, the, obviously Zootopia left a pretty, a pretty big, like, fan base and, uh, like, a pretty big impact on movies in general, I think. Well, at least animated movies. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I'm saying the general populace hasn't really... How do you know? I have. How do you know what the general populace is up to? Robbie? I'm saying I haven't. Really Zootopia about Plus. It. Have you ever heard of it? Well, no. I was gonna say since like a couple years no, ago. No, 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 no. You're like, oh, nobody's <laughs> thinking about it. People were in anticipation for Zootopia. Plus. I was in anticipation. No, you weren't. You're like, oh, I don't like Zootopia. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't end up watching it yet. I still want to see, see it. See, there you go. So it doesn't even. It's it's irrelevant, and you don't know what the general populace is up wow. to. I apologize for for assuming the yeah. general populace doesn't remember or care about Zootopia when they clearly do. But see, I don't know, Ravi. That seems like a weird take when most people I know really like Zootopia. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, I don't see a lot of people like discussing Zootopia generally. I see a lot like of people discussing Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> You know, yeah, I would say the same thing roughly about. Oh, Kung you'd say people have forgotten about no, Kung Fu Panda. Saying, I wasn't saying Zootopia is forgotten. I'm saying that it's like just generally not talked about, is what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what you said. <laughs> but yes, we're talking about Zootopia today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for the for the sake of the general populace, uh, I suppose. Let's get into what you need to know about it. So, Zootopia is a 2016 movie rated PG. It's an hour and 48 minutes. It's a little IMDb description is, In a city of anthropomorphic animals, a rookie bunny cop and a cynical con artist fox must work together to uncover a, cons- a conspiracy. A conspiracy? A conspiracy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, its cast features Jennifer Goodwin, Jason Bateman, Idris Elba, Jenny Slate, Nate Torrance, <laughs> Bonnie Hunt, and more. What a, what a lineup of, <laughs> of vocal cast. <laughs> uh, it is directed by uh, Brian Howard and Rich Moore and co-directed by Jared Bush. Yes. Um, Very true. <laughs> written by Brian Howard and Rich Moore. Um, cool. <laughs> it, it, it won an Oscar. It won an Oscar? It won Best Animated Feature Film. Hmm. <laughs> It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was up against that year. 
I don't know, 2016, uh, there was probably something else good that year, I would think. The score, if I'm not mistaken, is... Um, Ooh, someone someone we know? Someone yes, you know? It was, uh, wasn't it a Giacchino score? Yes. yes. I was about to say, I can't You're find right. it, but You're here right. it is. Yeah. And apparently uh, it also has David Diggs uh, marked as one of the composers. <laughs> nice. I don't know what he was up to. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he produced the Shakira song or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, the same cinematographer worked on this as Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, Nathan Warner. I, I hate to I hate to break it to him, but this is a much better shot movie <laughs> than Ralph Breaks the Internet. But yeah, there's not there's not too much else you need to know. It's pretty simple. It's a Disney movie, you know? I mean, so yeah, it's a Disney animated feature if you're familiar with how they make stuff. In their 3D era. Pretty standard, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into what we thought of it. Let's do that. So, Rabbi, what do you think... Mr. Everybody's Forgotten About no, Zootopia. That was not The Zootopia is not in the public conscious. That was not meant what to be the th- takeaway. What do you think of Zootopia? Uh, I think uh, it's a fun movie. That's that's what I say. Wow. I don't know. It's it's a weird um, era. Same thing with like uh, Moana, which came out the same year as this, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, where it was like right as I was kind of exiting childhood. Where, mm-hmm. when this movie came out so i have like a weird relationship with it in my memory <laughs> where i'm like oh yeah that was that was a pretty good movie and then i just kind of like didn't think about it after that because i was i was like discovering new types of movies that i hadn't seen before what new types of movies were you discovering in 2016 <laughs> Robbie? i was there <laughs> i was there i don't know um like what, watching inception again <laughs> yeah like inception and like watching star wars watching the jurassic park movies that that kind of thing i was i was was occupied with other stuff Micah and I don't know Zootopia I have fond memories of but I think it's kind of um soured in like since then since watching it like in 2016 obviously um I don't know I don't I can't really point to like any one reason but I I wonder if it's just like weird nostalgia that has kind of warped my perception of it or if I (laughs) if I didn't like it that much to begin with I don't know um, but I think generally it's a enjoyable movie. The central like uh, duo of um, Judy and Nick, I was blanking on their names for some reason. <laughs> I, I was going to say they're actually one of the more memorable uh, like children's they're, movie leads say, yeah. in like in my memory, really. Um, <laughs> great vocal performances. The movie looks great even now, um, even though, I mean, it's not like that old obviously yeah but but you mentioned while we were watching it and i think this is kind of interesting that it looks it almost like looks better theoretically (laughs) than like pixar's element yeah pixar's latest not that elemental like looks on a technical level bad but zootopia for some reason feels like it has so much more character to it yeah i don't know elemental it it looks like it's a very clean like very cleanly animated movie so i i admire that uh looking back on it but yeah, I don't know. Generally, I like it. I enjoy it. I appreciate its like crime procedural aesthetics and the way it 
runs its world and everything. I don't know. It's a cool movie, um, but like it kind of has a weird, just like cloud hanging over it, um, slightly due to some weird like implications of some of its metaphors and <laughs> themes. Uh, but I, I think generally it's a good time. So, what about you, Micah? What do you think of Zootopia? Yeah, Zootopia is an odd one because back when this came out, I actually like it was it was one of my favorite Disney movies in a while. It was one of the first like almost like procedural crime, yeah. quote unquote thrillers. <laughs> it's not a thriller, but it's in that kind of like writing style. I was about for, to like, say, the middle. essentially it functions as a thriller for like half the movie. Yeah. So this was like the first thing that I got of that. And I really, really loved that. <laughs> and I like Nick and I like Judy a exactly, lot. Exactly. Yeah. And the world has like goofy details that I love to like obsess <laughs> about. Like for some reason, even now while watching it, I can't help but notice how insane the economy is. Just pay attention to to all of the prices of things even like the parking tickets and stuff while you're watching the movie and it is a wild thing to witness the lemmings are wild to witness <laughs> Mike. um but yeah there's some there's some rough very 2016 uh <laughs> race allegory mixed in there Ooh. um which is like I want to say it's, like, fine, because theoretically the ideas behind Zootopia aren't bad by any means. It has the best intentions, but I they <laughs> But they grab from a lot of cultural shorthand that sours you to, that can easily sour you to a lot of the actual movie-going experience. Yeah. Um, and beyond that, the pacing is a little whack. It is. <laughs> but at the same time, I still just really love being with these characters. Again, Judy and Nick are just really great to watch. And I wish right. they actually had, like, more to do in this. They only, like, the mystery, like, the best part of the movie is the middle of the movie, which is rare <laughs> for movies. Right. Um, but, like, the middle of the movie, I wish was longer. Like, I wish the mystery was longer and you had more of them just getting along doing things we had nick with all of his crime stuff and judy being like a goofy cop like she is that would have been cool yeah no i agree uh but i still really like it it's just not like i don't know it doesn't i, I want to like it more. it's not as good as as, as i want it to be yeah uh, i gave it a three out of five i ended up also giving it a three out of five on this latest view a very a very close to three and a half out of five exactly i was about to say this would be like <laughs> right on the edge of three and a half man because it is like i said pretty good yeah no, by it's all not accounts. bad by any means at all yeah uh but yeah do you have a do you have a question to kick this off um, I figured we may as well just get it out of the way. Um, we mentioned that one of the like weirdest things about this movie, looking back on it, is its kind of uh, like commentary on like racial tension and stuff, and like just generally racism as yeah. a theme in this movie. What do you what do you think of how it handles that? Because <sighs> that is honestly like <laughs> looking back on it, one of the weirdest things about it. I think. Well, on on the surface level, it's like laughably bad about <laughs> racism and it's and it's stuff for racism again making your like theoretical minority that everybody is going to be prejudiced to for the rest of the movie be biological predators <laughs> is not particularly the move in terms of any allegory to real life yeah um, i was about to say the that is really the biggest hang-up for me <laughs> is that they're like they i like because i really like the idea of zootopia being like 
you know, a uniting movie. Like it's actually a pretty progressive movie. Yeah. Um, all things considered. And it's, and it's not a bad kicking off point <laughs> yeah. to say like, oh yeah, you have like a kind of racism kind of thing going on between exactly. predators and prey. It makes sense on paper. It's just again, a troublesome implication. What I was about to say again, where it goes, <laughs> where it goes a little wonky is when you, you, again, for those of you who watch like Lindsay Ellis, if you look at something like bright, Netflix is bright. You can have race allegory, but the moment you try and take that race allegory and add modern shorthand, yeah. you better have a good race allegory. <laughs> I was about to say, like, borrowing from cultural aesthetics and, like, just general vibes and practices, it's... <laughs> There are, there it's are so troubling. many there are so many loaded lines in this yeah. movie and loaded little things that make it clearly what they're going for is is comparing modern minorities to the predators in this yeah which is it, it's just it just doesn't work especially like I don't know maybe especially post 2020 yeah, that, that post 2020 it's just it seems out of place <laughs> and awkward and very ham-fisted because there are some things even about it that still work like i think i think there are some genuinely good ideas again Mm -hmm. i think the base idea of predator and prey racism like is essentially a good idea no i think it is from an animal standpoint i think the way they just society the way they fill it out is weird Yeah, it's just they just grab too much from the real world. I think. Yeah, and, no, there's too much baggage. So, there's in a lot there's of the weird stuff like stereotype stuff. <laughs> there's weird lines like the the go back to the jungle. Oh I'm gosh. from uh, like the mountains or something like that. I don't remember. Um, the fact that Judy, if we're looking at this through the lens of racism, <laughs> her character arc is becoming not com- like comedically racist and getting. <laughs> A predator best friend who then becomes a cop. I, I think that's so funny. If you read it as like the race, the race allegory, the ending of this movie is just minority figure becomes cop. Which, which again, it also doesn't fully work. Like again, that's why I said on surface level is where it's most weird. But it gets like like or at least most rough because if you look closer, it just gets weaker and more weird. Not like bad. It's just because flimsy. like again. You can say that they're very definitely going with the shorthand of the minorities being the predators, Mm because they even say, you know, prey number predator 10 to 1. But in Judy's life, the main character of the story, that's the opposite of being true. Almost every character we see outside of her is a predator. and (laughs) Pretty close, yeah. She's the one being discriminated against at work because of her her size. You know, a lot of, um, or at least a couple of my friends, when they were writing up their Zootopia reviews, assumed that it was going to be about, like, like, feminism in the workplace like women in the workplace right and it's thing, not which would make all. a little more sense honestly <laughs> right and it's not about that at all yeah and it, and it really doesn't make sense because you have two <laughs> things going on here you have the discrimination against predators because of biological history you're yeah. supposed to be viewed as very bad um like and like wrong yeah and then you have the discrimination between between like Judy, simply because of her size. She's just tiny. But the size thing just doesn't really come up. There's no big like class difference between the sizes of animals. There's no animal that's trying to like get revenge. There's get no rid even of all the tiny animals. There's no like big animal complaining about the fact that it costs fifteen dollars for a popsicle their size, where it costs two dollars for a popsicle lemming size. 
<laughs> so funny, man. <laughs> yeah. It, there's nothing there's nothing that actually plays into one of the biggest like things actually affecting our main character because it's not even just predator prey is the reason for why she's getting discriminated against because again even to the chief he is technically prey he's right. he, the elephants those aren't really predators they're not exactly prey but they're not predators they're just munching leaves most of the time i was dude. about to say a lot of the bigger animals <laughs> that are in the police station are not like the most predatory animals in the world. Right. Um, and it's just size is the reason that people are like, oh, that's goofy that a bunny wants to become a cough. A cough. A cough. <laughs> a yeah. Cough. A cough, yeah. Yes. But yeah, it's, it's, it's one of like it's probably weird. the lamest things you could complain about <laughs> in really this movie. Is. But if you read it any different direction that you possibly could read it, it just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. and is kind of yikes, depending on <laughs> what the individual scenes. <laughs> yeah, no. And honestly, I, that's probably the biggest reason that... Because I don't usually do half stars. Um, that's the biggest thing holding it back from me like wanting to give this a four yeah. um, instead of a three it's just like it it kind of leaves a weird taste in my mouth every time i finish zootopia or even every time i start zootopia <laughs> i think it's really i think it's really funny i think the scene is always so funny so they set up this scene after judy has think like she thinks she's revealed the mystery she thinks she's a hero yeah and they, they got her on a press interview with like every <laughs> oh different type of animal no they're all there and she's like oh i'm so nervous i don't know did I I can't, I've never done this public speaking. And Nick's like, oh, um, let me talk you through it. And he gives her some nice advice. And then she starts the speech and she's like super nervous. She's using his advice. And then they're like, what do you think's causing it? And then she's like, well, it might be their biology. And then she goes into that with like extreme confidence for five minutes before <laughs> Bellwether has to cut her off. I swear, man. <laughs> Goofy. Uh. <laughs> the fox away spray oh my gosh <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's it's weird what about um, what about you mike do you have do you have a question yes, you want to do. shoot what at you, me what do you think of the way the actual plot progresses though like well moving away from mm-hmm. from that because i think that's that's what a lot of people get hung up on. like i said or, i wanted to talk about that so we can talk on. about other stuff <laughs> but like that is only a small thing and that's really not something you can criticize too hardly because it's like it's just weird you know it's more strange than it is bad it's not like it's it's a bad allegory but it's not even like they're leaning too hard into like the i don't know it's weird anyway (laughs) what do you think of the way the actual like pacing of the movie plays out the structure and pacing you know as like kids crime movies go (laughs) this is pretty much the gold standard in my mind i can't i honestly can't think of a better like children crime movie than this I don't one. think I can think of another children crime movie. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, no, I think in general, I really like the way the whole thing is paced out again in the like middle section, the second yeah. act, yeah. when they're actually... Uh, going from like clue to clue and like new location to new location the pacing of the movie works surprisingly well yeah it's got a great flow yeah it's got a good flow it's got um a nice shift in like location again zootopia as like a location for a a crime movie is actually really cool yeah i was about to say during the during the middle investigation part it's constantly engaging and exciting and interesting it never 
like lands on one to one thing for too long yeah like even something even i really watching admire. this recently because i hadn't seen this movie in a while like yeah, the, it's been a while the naturalist <laughs> club i remember that scene being longer it's pretty short it's, so yeah. it, even if you're thinking like oh wow what that's kind of a stupid <laughs> joke it still only lasts for like a couple minutes and there's a good joke inside of that i was about to say <laughs> i don't find that inherently funny but one of the the, the like receptionist guy is like one of the funniest bit characters <laughs> the, in this whole the movie mind, like a steel trap <laughs> that's yeah see that's uh, and that's yeah. the thing that really helps the pacing too especially during the middle because i honestly think that the middle is when this is just allowed to be really funny yeah they just they just really go they go for for all of the jokes that they want (laughs) and i mean people always talk about like the godfather section which is funny the godfather Um, section now that i've actually seen the godfather (laughs) watching this again you got like even but there's just so many bits like the the weaselton chase on the train with (laughs) the different shapes and everything this movie is genuinely really funny yeah for the most part (laughs) yeah i would tend to agree um and again, that middle section is really where that energy thrives. Like you get some of the best uh, Judy and Nick stuff in the middle, um, and a lot of the a lot of my favorite just general like action beats that I like a lot are in the middle of the movie. Which I was about to say the reason, like like look thinking about it though, the 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 middle and the I mean the beginning and the end are the two parts where it takes itself most seriously mm-hmm. with its race stuff. Yeah, and it's really focused <laughs> on that and. It's mm, it's not bad. It's not bad, <laughs> but it's just not as fun. Yeah, or engaging. I was about to say the actual engaging stuff and the interesting stuff going on here is Judy and Nick uncovering a cool conspiracy. Yeah, and again, it still works well for their characters for Nick to be like discriminated against because he's a fox. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> but Judy is also discriminated against because of her size. Again, it it's doesn't weird. really make much sense. Yeah. <laughs> for like actual writing dynamics but judy and nick as characters are just immensely fun to watch especially when they actually have a fun mystery to do that's well paced with different locations again you get a lot of like nick's fun like street knowledge (laughs) paired with judy which i was surprised about this like i i I thought judy might be annoying this time around just like not seeing it in a while because that kind of character can easily be really annoying (laughs) be so annoying so easily (laughs) Like a hyper enthusiastic, can't get her down no matter what kind of character. Yeah. And she's really, really fun in this. Right. I was about to say, I was expecting not to like her this time around, but you know what? I, I can't, I can't argue. It's a, it's a good like dynamic and she's such a, a surprisingly like compelling central character for this. I don't right. know why. I don't expect it. Again, despite extreme prejudice. <laughs> right. Uh but no, like there's a bunch of fun stuff with her, like the carrot bit and like the the apartment, like the entire oh apartment gosh. stuff is really funny. <laughs> Uh, even if they're stealing bits from over the hedge. Dude, the the neighbors in the apartment is one of the funniest <laughs> bits in, in like and in any uh children's animated movie I can think of. It's yeah, so so, so despite her like enthusiasm, I think what makes her character work so well is that she always has like kind of a bat like like a a hidden thing of like man this actually kind of sucks but she's really trying her best to put a good face on everything yeah well um, i mean in her whole character is sold on like sincerity um and even when she's doing like the wrong thing we we kind of like feel for her because this is what she's dreamed of her entire life you know 
Right. Again, that's why that's why it's such a so weird, like the the moment like that she goes into the whole <laughs> biology thing in her speech because she had only heard this from one right. other person and it was the people who had all of these animals <laughs> locked up who she is arresting. Right. <laughs> so she's just going off of like some doctor being like, I have no idea. I've got but no maybe clue. biology maybe. since they're all predators. I don't, I don't maybe. know. Maybe maybe furry animals, they all have fur. <laughs> you know? And then her latching onto that because of her childhood prejudices. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna mention after the um like false victory, the arrest and everything at the end of I guess the end of Act Two. Yeah, pacing, it depends where yeah, you split the it. The pacing goes to like a, a standstill. Yeah, it kinda grinds to a halt after the like press conference and everything, and then like you get this weird montage kind of section and there's a time jump again the problem is it's weird the problem actually again remains that their race allegory plot has nothing to do with judy yeah that's not why she's discriminated against that's not any of her motivation she doesn't i mean she feels bad for causing a more tension but but like she she succeeds in her goals of of like catching somebody right she did her big investigation she proved herself and then she just has nothing yeah she has no stakes and really what they're doing they keep being like ah you're our new face of the zpd and she's like yeah, that plot point okay. doesn't really and it's like a, and it's like a montage of people being racist to the predators and like people being like, "Oh, this is bad." <laughs> and then like she just kind of goes away and is sad about what she did until like she arbitrarily realizes that they may have jumped to conclusions in their investigation. <laughs> right. I know. I thought that was kind of funny that like the big reason she like has this realization about everything is because she like suddenly out of nowhere gets a clue that solves the case. See, it would have been nice too if it actually, I mean, it technically is because of Gideon that she gets the mm-hmm. clue, but not like really. I know. I, I don't know. I liked that. I was like, that's a smart well, no, way to I wanted, write that. Well, I wanted him to be like more, yeah. the, but I wish they were like his flat, like his farm oh, or something. Right. Like, that would have been really nice. Like, actually. He was like, he was like, oh yeah. Those like what are... if they, what if they sent her like to his, like, yeah, I don't just, know, wherever he makes his something to make a little bit more, like more a personal. little bit more personal yeah. for tying back to Gideon. Because, that would have been really sweet. Like, that's, actually. that's technically where her, where her personal emotional prejudice takes place yeah. is because of Gideon. Um, exactly. No, that's a good point, actually. And I do I do like that he's here, though. He's really fun to see again. And right. I like his performance. <laughs> Dude. Gideon, like, I hate him in the first part. Like, not even just like, oh, he's like a bad person. I just don't he's like just his He's kind of an annoying he's villain. An, he's an annoying, uh, like, motivating force for Judy. Um, but like him when he comes back is like the best thing to happen to this movie. Right. He's so good. No. Yeah. Like I said, it's just odd though for the pay from a pacing standpoint that you have okay. So you have intro. She's, she wants to become a cop. They're like, Oh, you'll never become a cop. You're a bunny. Uh, she goes through a training montage. Everybody's like, Oh, you're not going to become a cop. You're a bunny. She goes through all this stuff. And it's like, it's not like the worst, the, like the worst paced thing in the world, but it definitely takes a bit to get going into the plot. It's just Um, not that interesting. Yeah. It's not that engaging or interesting. Nothing really unique is happening. They're not using the world in a very unique way yet. So like, it's just kind of there. Then you get into the, you have 48 
48 hours and you're like yeah this is great the meter the 40, made sequence is pretty the meter fun. made sequence is fun the 48 hours is great um yeah. you get all of the good stuff in there and then they they solved the case <laughs> they, they did it um and then you get like a weird montage of racism and Judy being like, I'm sad. Maybe I don't want to be a cop anymore. And well, Micah, she wasn't making the world a better place she wasn't by being a racist a police officer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Would have thought. So then she goes back home to the farm and she kind of sits and, and she is not like a motivating factor for the reason that she be the, the plot kicks back up again. Gideon comes back in and he's like, Oh man, we just called those night howlers. And they're like, wow, we sure did jump to conclusion that night howlers meant wolves. Right. Like some like secret society of wolves or something like what? Um, so then they're like, huh, it's a flower. The flowers are making like it completely cracks up. Did nobody think this is what bothers me about it. Like, <laughs> was there not a single person? Because clearly this is something that farmers just know. Right. That these flowers make people go crazy. That's why they use them to guard their plants. Yeah. And that's like, like clearly this is something scientific. Did, did nobody stop and type into Google night howler? Or did none of the scientists think what is a chemical that might make animals go crazy well like, micah you have to remember it's called zoogle in this universe yeah zoogle <laughs> <laughs> like like it literally like i think that's what really bothers me uh, about the actual mystery of this because i like it in theory mm -hmm. but it really is kind of stupid that like nobody would figure this out when this is not something this is not something new or established like it's not like it had to be concentrated into the little serum that doug is making for it to be for this to do it to somebody because again right. he ate could just like sneak the, it into someone's food the guy ate one and then went crazy like the bunny went crazy <laughs> and attacked the mom bunny like like that is a thing that apparently just happens when you eat Although, the flower Micah, it's kind of established that like once they've distilled it or whatever it's like a more permanent yes, thing yes they they, they need to get that it's more, that it's more permanent when yeah. you distill it obviously but yeah. i'm just saying like it seems to have direct <laughs> right. parallels. Yeah, no, I get that. To to that, and Judy just never was like mm, night howlers. So wonder what that could mean. Even though she is a bunny who grew up on a farm that apparently, according to Gideon, all of them used them. Like it's just a common farming practice, <laughs> right? They said to keep bugs off the off the vegetables, Micah. Exactly. Yeah. The I, little. <laughs> do we don't see very many bugs. We see like some flies. That's about it. <laughs> it's just it. It really makes the mystery kind of feel lame because yeah. your your pacing comes to a standstill, and then it's this goofy, goofy. They missed something coincidental. Yeah. And jumped to conclusions. It's strange. And then she's got to go and make up with Nick. Because, like, the um, whole, like, mayor mayoral conspiracy thing is actually really a really interesting plot beat. Um, and they just kind of breeze over yeah, it. You, you get, like, you don't actually get to see any of, like, Bellwether, Bellwether's conspiracy. Yeah. yeah. You don't get to see any, like, like you, you get to weird. hear about it. Yeah. You get to like, she's and you're like, like, oh, that's cool. She's like, ah, I, it was me, Judy. It was me, Barry. <laughs> but, but like, you don't actually get to see them uncover the fact that it's Bellwether. Their Bellwether just so happens to completely reveal the fact that it's her by being stupid. Dude, that was. I still think that's kind of funny that she's just like there and she's like, yeah, all right. 
here we go. I mean, I get she has to stop them before they turn in the evidence, but still. Literally, they could have done that, like, at the police station or something. Right. Like, again, they they have these cop rams and sheep and stuff, and they could have just been like, okay, we'll take that into evidence. Right. Plus, she's the mayor. She could have just been like, that's well, awesome, ass- Judy. Yeah. No, by that point, she's the I mayor. I was going to say, well, the assistant mayor, but yeah, by that point. So, like, there's so many true. things that she could have done <laughs> instead of arbitrarily showing up where she couldn't possibly know that Judy was unless she was She, she just shows she her evil. whole hand, man. <laughs> it is It is kind of disappointing. But, so, like, so still I think, I not think the, bad. Well, I think just... I think that's what's sad. It's not even, like, the worst, but the entire yeah. ending of this movie always was a little disappointing to me. Yeah. Even even the 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 hustle of of Bellwether, like, because it's not set up, you know? It's a fun, it's set it's up a fun and callback. It's set up in theory, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a callback to both the recordings yeah. and hustling uh but like they could have had like a fun plan or something right Uh, the only thing that that's there for is to trick you into thinking that nick actually goes savage yeah i was about to say like the first time i watched it i was like oh that's kind of cool i guess but then like every time i've rewatched it i've been like guys there's like no setup for this It it really just feels like a cheap like just grasp for dramatic tension at the end like during that scene yeah i was about to say like it's just it's not that it it's not that it shouldn't be there because it's not like an inherently bad decision it's a fun it's a fun way to like do that but like again from our perspective which we watch them for like the entire time they have no time to talk about this plan right they have no time to even talk about putting the blueberries into the gun why why did he do that (laughs) i mean like all of the elements are there but like from our perspective it just kind of seems weird like just you know, like, we can put it together, obviously, but, like, it's just kind of strange in the context of that scene. Yeah, which is kind of kind of the vibe of Zootopia. <laughs> you can put it is, together. Which but is like, where we, which is, like, weird. what we were kind of saying with our, our overall thoughts on the movie. Yeah. Is it's, it's not bad by any means, and I don't think any of these big elements detract from the actual quality of the movie that much, but it certainly is weird. Right, uh, but I have I have an I have another question to kind of lead us into a different thing because we've talked a lot about like the actual story and world building and stuff, which is a, a big part of this movie, a very Pretty vital part. Yeah. I was about to say a very good and bad part of this movie. Yeah. Um, but what do you think of like the actual use of like animation, the technical like quote unquote camera work, and like the actual film aesthetics of this movie? I was um, actually kind of struck this time watching it um, at how naturalistic a lot of the lighting and stuff is. And yet, it, I mean, obviously, it manages to have a lot of clarity because it's an animated movie. Yeah. Um, but it has a very natural way of um, lighting. It, like, it looks very natural in, in its an lighting. Anima- in animated movies, they actually light people's faces. Right. So you can actually see the, the people on the sure screen. Sure wish that happened nowadays in live action movies. All you need to do is... Put some light on their face. face. (laughs) But yeah, no, I was, it struck me this time, like a lot of the, um, even the indoor scenes are very nicely lit and um, again, very naturalistically lit. And I I really quite like the way this is shot a lot of the time. It's, it's got a good bounce to it, but it's not too like zany. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. A lot of the procedural aesthetics work pretty well for it. 
Um, any of the like environmental changes you can really feel. Again, we kind of talked about how Zootopia's atmosphere is um, surprisingly tangible. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes from the cool use of like quote unquote camera. You know, like when they're in like Tundra Town, you really feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of camera stuff that feels like it really captures a lot of that. And then like when they're in the rainforest, yeah. like you get like the rain that looks like it's on the lens and like <laughs> you, just just different yeah. things that like really feel like the dust on the camera lens. The like dust on the camera lens in the hospital. Like there's just there's just a lot of stuff that makes the camera tr- or at least tries to make the theoretical camera feel like a lot more of a like thing. Yeah. Um, and it really yeah, adds to a lot of the atmosphere of like existing in these different locations because honestly i think the different locations can be like would be a little bad if it didn't sell you it on atmosphere (laughs) yeah um but for the most part it sells you on all of the different locations yeah no i would Um, tend to agree and i mean the hope is with animated features or at least my hope is that they're a little more intentionally shot than live action stuff right because they could do whatever they want (laughs) because if they're watching a sequence and they're like i don't like that shot, uh, potentially you can just animate it to be a different shot. <laughs> it takes work, obviously, but yeah. you know. But especially in 3D animation, mm-hmm. you can you can move the camera a lot more freely. Yeah, and I mean, you have to storyboard a lot more intentionally in animation than you would in like a live action sequence. Yeah, and I don't think this movie is like the greatest animated movie <laughs> or even 3D animated movie, like film wise. No, there's a not. lot of there's a lot more movies that use a lot of a lot of the actual animation ability to a lot better effect. Yeah, um, and in fact, one thing that I used to criticize this movie for quite a bit was the very sterile feeling of a lot of the actual animation of the city Hmm. it never felt very lived in to me interesting Um, yeah i mean i would tend to agree some of the environmental design isn't as um like you said lived in as it could be um but maybe that speaks to uh, (laughs) the zootopia government keeping the city too clean or something no that's just something that that's something that's always been a complaint of mine because that's something you run into and I, my, in my opinion, with like ninety percent of three D animated movies, is they always feel too clean. Mm. They always feel too sterile and clean, and not very textureless on a lot of things. Yeah, no, um, I, I could see that for this one for sure, because the outdoor environments are cool a lot of the time, especially like um, the rainforest stuff. Um, but any of the interior vi- environments feel pretty samey, like tile with like just a muted wall color kind of thing yeah but i think over, i think overall quite quite frankly the the camera work and the actual animation and stuff are pretty good in this and yeah. i think it, i like I the character animation quite yeah a bit, i was about yeah. to say the character animation is memorable. especially on nick i was about to say it's nick fun. is really surprisingly <laughs> expressive you don't get very many like extremely expressive 3d animated characters and i would put him up there as one of like the more expressive 3d animated right. characters i've seen like even his expressiveness is more close to something like Hotel Transylvania than anything else I've seen from <laughs> Disney. You know, yeah. like he's actually like his face is moving and like he's like his actual structure of his face, like a fox, will shift around. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. I have to say, I I do admire a lot of the character um, designs and the way they move and everything. It's it's quite good. Lends it lends to a lot of character for the movie itself. Do you have a uh, a favorite scene or sequence or a favorite scene or sequence? Oh gosh. 
Why do I? Why do we never prepare for this? <laughs> we I never. Not a single time. I think we prepared like twice <laughs> in the history maybe of the, two in the history of this podcast, which we've been doing for like four years. It's been like four or five years now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I would probably go with. Oh gosh. I was gonna say the Godfather scene, but that seems like a it's like a bit. It is a <laughs> it bit. It seems weird to choose. Um oh gosh, like a real scene from the movie. The thing is a lot of them have just like little things that annoy me about them. Yeah. And like and I have and trouble like, picking one that I'd be like, Oh yeah, that's my favorite one. Like we said, know? the whole middle section is kind of a pretty fast paced procedural investigation kind of section. So a lot of that kind of blends together. Yeah, because I wanna say like I would want to say like something like the DMV scene, because that's fun, but like I don't know, it's it seems silly to call that my favorite scene, you know? Yeah, it was like <laughs> I was I was gonna say like one of my favorite scenes is probably like the Wesselton Chase scene. Yeah. But even that is kind of like an odd scene it's to like, choose as it's too short to like really be like its own like whole thing it's (laughs) i don't know it's weird they don't really write like full scenes in this movie very much it's a very montagey movie in general (laughs) it's just like goodfellas it's like a big montage that's what the that's what this movie needed it needed like Voice goofy over. voiceover with great editing and a good soundtrack. That would have been hilarious. This thing, this oh thing needs gosh. to be made like Goodfellas or like Casino or The Irishman or something, you know? When will we get a kid's movie that imitates the form of Casino? Right. That's my question. We need that. That kind of weird, <laughs> really heavily relies on voiceover and like montage stuff, <laughs> but like is really good, actually. <laughs> Dude, that... Can't I believe Casino. can't believe Casino works. I love Casino. So it's much. like a three-hour movie, and two hours is just Robert De Niro being like, "And now I was the owner of the casino, and I, was and an I had no idea casino. what would happen." <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I love Casino. It's cool movie. It's such a good movie, man. <laughs> Some of Saul and Elaine Bass's best work, I will say, on the title sequence of that <laughs> the movie. Title sequence, how good! I love the title sequence of Casino. Uh, I can't believe that's a Saul Bass <laughs> title sequence. Saul Bass is unmatched, man. But yeah, <laughs> this favorite is very scene. off topic. <laughs> uh, favorite scene in the movie? I don't know. Am I allowed to say the Godfather scene? Go for it. It's pretty funny. Might as well. It's pretty funny. I like I said, I just feel silly picking any scene from this movie and being like that's my favorite scene you know especially the one scene that's like a parody it's yeah i was about to say it feels like a like a jab like an insult to this movie to pick something that's just imitating another movie (laughs) as my favorite scene i don't know Uh, i like the i like the doug action scene a lot yeah that one's fun again it's just kind of like weirdly it's just weirdly paced in its action i don't know it's it's fun yeah. But again, I just feel weird picking any scene from this movie and being like, ah, <laughs> good scene. Am I right? Because any of its like action scenes are either too short or just kind of weirdly stilted for me to be like, oh, I love that scene. Yeah, I was about to say, I think, I think that, I think that comes from the kind of weird pacing, like we were mentioning. Yeah. Because I think the middle is is a bit too short, honestly. Yeah. Um, for more reason than one, because thinking about it, you're exactly right, and I didn't even think about this until now, but you're exactly right that like almost every single scene, especially in the middle section, which is where I think the movie's at its best, funniest, most interesting, good action, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of the scenes are really short and every beat 
does not last long. Yeah, it it skips by, which is nice, but like also I kind of want to sit with it a little more. Yeah, I was about to say to some effect that's really good for the movie yeah. in terms of it not like just spending way too long in different scenes. Keeps it from being like this weird um, crime slog <laughs> movie. But like even like the the Mr. Manchas thing is like it's only it's there for weird. like ten minutes. Yeah, like I like the idea forgotten. of it a lot. I wish there was. I wish there was like maybe I don't know a couple like a minute and a half more of Manchas like talking to them or something before. Make you know, the mystery a little bit more chase. engaging. Yeah, just before big chase, and then building that, a little more tension. Big chase, and then you know. them instantly being like, "He's not here." So clearly, you guys are crazy. Yeah, Every, everything's very fast, but not in a like, "Oh, that was like, you know, it, a it's, substantial." It's not. Plot it's point. not. It's not snappy. It's yeah. just fast. It's just fast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a shame, but like, yeah, I think a lot of its action and mystery beats are too quick. And then a lot of its dramatic beats are just not fleshed out enough for me to be like, oh, I loved that dramatic scene. Or again, rely too heavily on the kind of (laughs) race allegory. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Again, I have a really tough time picking a favorite from this just because there's so much like there's always just something one little thing about every scene that i just bothers me yeah know? and i think that's kind of evident of like this movie in general i don't think it's it's not bad by any means no like it's not, not bad movie. at all and i <laughs> understand and i understand loving this a lot because oh, i mean i used to love this yeah a lot. Used to, it used to be one of my um, favorites and I still really like it. I was more of a big Houston um, guy. No. <laughs> that was his mistake. <laughs> exactly. Oh, dude, that movie has not aged well in my mind. <laughs> Old childhood Robbie was like, yeah. Dude, I thought Big Hero, Big Hero 6, 6 was epic. And then, like, two years later, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> that was his mistake. That was his mistake. <laughs> what? I swear. But, uh, no, I think that's kind of evident for this movie is that it's a little, it's a little weird. It's a little sloppy in some of its world building and allegory and outside of that it just doesn't quite hit anything it's so close as well as it could it's so close to being like one of the greatest like disney honestly movies. yeah i was about to say one of the best di- movies disney put out yeah. and it's got it's got like the it's got like the groundwork for that it really does um, the, that those character dynamics and all basically all of the characters in this movie actually i was are about to say great. yeah the characters are some of the best things and that's i think what modern disney has to. done yeah, yeah i mean that's why there's a Zootopia Plus. That's why there's. That's why a, a YouTuber created an entire feature-length and hand-animated sequel to this movie, Return to Zootopia. Yeah. I've seen it. It's it's odd. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's yeah. odd. <laughs> but like the reason people latch that much onto this is because Nick and Judy and even the other characters yeah. that they interact with throughout are just interesting i was They're about good. to say clawhauser and bogo Clawhauser, are bogo. actually you you could just do a whole police like movie with them you know like yeah. it would be fun so even if the world never feels quite as fleshed out as it could for some reason its character dynamics feel extremely well fleshed out yeah and are just really really fun to watch play out right um even the nick stuff which his like sad tram <laughs> flashback scene which is something that's very against my sensibilities yeah. of how i like writing to go is not even like they do a good enough job with it that it's not lasted on too long he's just like yeah this happens to me and that's when i decided to live this life i have but yeah. you gotta not let anything get you down don't let anybody tell you what you can be i do appreciate how brief it is but it just feels so cliche man oh no, yeah i mean again i don't like 
that from a writing standpoint, yeah. but at the same time with executing something like that. I mean, that's like the best way you can do it. I was about it. to say, because of the characters and the way their dynamics work, it's actually done surprisingly smoothly. Yeah, no, it is. And uh, like I said, I think it's honestly the best execution they could have hoped for for that. I was about to say, the, the noisy neighbor characters, <laughs> like every individual character. Take something like Sing, which is which operates... <laughs> as bad as this sounds <laughs> in a similar idea no, it of does. a universe it does no sing is actually um, a really similar movie to this surprisingly <laughs> sing's characters suck they're all yeah. annoying stereotypes which there are a lot of stereotypes in zootopia but most of the characters are still pretty I think likeable. archetype is a better word oh, yeah, for yeah, archetype. There are more stereotypes in <laughs> sing archetype is better for zootopia um but like I mean, Sing isn't a well-thought-through world at all, but just even from a character standpoint, if we're talking anthropomorphic animal society movies, the fact that, like, if you look at Sing versus Zootopia, it's just, it's it's laughable how how none of the characters in Sing have any interesting dynamics or any personality at all. I was trying to think, I'm like, like, characters in Sing, you got Buster... Got the one, and that's it. The one lizard lady, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even like Taran, Buster that Taran much. Taron Egerton is doing his thing. Exactly. No, they're all like, doing. They're literally, I have all of these. Like, I remember all the characters, but I like, I'm trying to think of any one of the biggest, way that they would interact. One of the biggest flaws <laughs> you know? with Sing in general. We're not talking about Sing, but I'll throw this out there. One of the biggest flaws with Sing is that none of its characters who are put in this competition together, who then have to work together to come together That's for so the big weird. thing at the end interact at all right they, they like just, never have a scene together they never they never build any kind of dynamic <laughs> the closest thing is the two pigs but then they're actually like used as like partner characters in their act so literally if you're not part of if you don't share an act with another one of the characters they do not interact at all which is an insane choice <laughs> yeah it's funny i i actually liked zootopia or not zootopia um sing quite a bit back when i first watched it and that has fallen even farther <laughs> in my memory <laughs> um uh, man what a what a film literally i would say that sing despite some of its more annoying elements could have at least been like as memorable as something like Zootopia if they just had good characters like Zootopia has. Oh, absolutely, has. yeah. But literally, their <sighs> characters are laughably bad. You got, like, Family Guy Mouse, you got Rocket Man Gorilla Guy, you got... <laughs> what do you need to... got... Katy Perry Pig? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a joke of a movie, man. Right. You know, it looks good, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, the lighting looks good. I don't know about the character models, but, <laughs> but yeah, we're not talking about. We're not, we're not talking, talking about, about Sing. Sing. We're talking about Zootopia, um, which is much better than Sing. Yes, um, I agree. <laughs> I concur. But yeah, do you have any other thoughts about Zootopia? I feel like we've done a pretty good job talking about the different aspects of Zootopia because it's a pretty simple movie on on like the surface. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really have anything else that I would want to like mention specifically. A lot of my, uh, like I said, a lot of my problems we've already yeah it's a pretty pretty it's a pretty good movie that gets gets bogged down by some weird stuff yeah it's got this weird like baggage that it carries around from like the real world and like i don't know 
it it just kind of drags the whole thing down for me, which is a real shame because like if that wasn't as big of a problem for me, I would love this movie. Yeah, I was like, about to say you have the weird the weird baggage with that. Yeah, which is it's just constantly there. You can't like I was trying to think. Oh, you maybe can't it like ignore. Maybe it, really. it won't be so bad, but it's just constantly worked into the world. Mm-hmm. Real life parallels, real life references, all sorts of things are constantly yeah. thrown in your face throughout the movie. And Which I admire to a degree, but it just doesn't work as well as I <laughs> and, wanted to. And that paired with just some weird elements of the pacing and just kind of most scenes being just fine and just, I, I don't know. It makes for a weird but still good movie that I enjoy watching. Yeah, I don't know. I There's a couple movies like this, like um, Hugo to my memory is kind of the same way where I'm like, I that was a good movie, but I don't really like... I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to, you know. Yeah, but you got some you got some hot takes with Hugo because we haven't seen it like since <laughs> I haven't it came seen, out. Yeah, no, I haven't seen Hugo oh, in a while, and man. Neither of us liked it when we watched it when it came out. <laughs> um, and we <laughs> and now that we I did we didn't obviously we didn't know who Scorsese was back when we watched it. Um, so now that we've like seen a bunch of his movies, it's so weird, and I really do want to watch. I got to see Hugo again, man. I read uh, the book. <laughs> I read the book as well, and it's it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> but yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's Zootopia. That's Zootopia. I gave it a three out of five. I gave Casino a five out of five, <laughs> and I gave Zootopia a three out of five. <laughs> I think. I think casino is a solid four and a half no you gotta give it the five no okay. it's got some pacing it's got issues. it's got robert de niro it's and comedically got, large glasses it's got some pacing issues final shot. some plot beats i don't like i don't really like the relationship conflict no in casino. It's, no you know it's it's no good fellas Ravi. i think that they are equal separate but equal it's no the irishman even <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen The Irishman. I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> but yeah, Zootopia. Zootopia. Go check it out. Go, go watch it. Give it a watch. It. I, I bet you haven't watched it in a while. It's a fun movie. Yeah. And quite good, I say. Just not great. Yeah. Sad. But, but yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the What We Watch segment. Let's do it. Alright, so for those of you who are new to the podcast or never listened to this far before because we're very uninteresting, boring people, <laughs> uh, the What We Watched segment is a little thing we do at the end where we talk about all the other movies that we have seen since our last episode. We give brief thoughts, brief ratings, and we, we suggest them to you if we if we think <laughs> they're good enough. Wow, amazing. <laughs> there it is. Uh, so we're starting on the 29th since we, we took a break week because a lot of things were going on. Because I had a birthday. We, no, not only that, we had a birthday, an anniversary, another birthday, <laughs> plus like... I don't know Easter. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> there was a lot going on. But yeah, March twenty uh, ninth, twenty March. Yeah, March twenty ninth, twenty twenty three. That sounded wrong yeah. when I said March twenty ninth, twenty twenty three. What did we start with, Ruby? We watched a little film called Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. I had just watched it. I wanted to rewatch it and show it to Robbie because <laughs> uh, I thought I thought he would love it. Um. <laughs> Schmidt and Jinko, Micah. Schmidt and Jinko. <laughs> it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, I really I, I really love this. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. 
obviously they're they're great they're great they're, comedy writers. i think they're some of the best like comedic uh directors and writers in the game right now if you ask me <laughs> and and channing tatum and jonah hill oh are really gosh. really fun as leads here um, they're so funny man and this isn't this isn't even like my favorite <laughs> comedy in the world or even like the greatest comedy in the world or anything but i do really love it it's one of the few instances of just really like stupid over the top <laughs> stupid humor has worked for me well um i'm trying to think of another because of how because of how stupid the main characters are something like hot rod would be similar but even that i don't know that might be it's a different flavor of goofy yeah i just i don't know i really appreciate what this movie is up to i think i i I love how just kind of carefree it is yeah i was about Um, to say it it leans into um the tropes and everything of like high school movies in a really fun way. Um, like, I mean, obviously that's kind of its whole gimmick, um, but <laughs> I think it's really fun and really funny. Like it has a lot of really good bits in it, man. But yeah, it's definitely one that I would, uh, and I will watch for, a, for, a, for, a, for a, like just whatever. It's like so anytime funny, I need it, anytime I need like a fun, just easy movie to turn on. It's 21 jump street, dude. Jonah Hill, I think this is probably his best thing. Like, that like he's I, done. I love Jonah Hill in this so much. <laughs> Channing Tatum too is Channing really. Channing Tatum fun. is great, man. I don't know. Some people I know are like, ugh, Channing Tatum. I'm like, he's such a funny actor, man. Right. Pretty uh, good. But yeah, I gave it a four out of five. I Solid. I gave it a four and a half out of five. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, then on the thirty first, um, we watched. Song of the Sea. Song of the Sea. Uh, rewatch. Yeah, rewatch. Cartoon Saloon. Their, I think, second movie in the Irish folklore trilogy. Yes, um, you are correct. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I had rewatched it. It had been a while. Yeah, it was my first uh, rewatch as well. This is what I had considered my least favorite of the Irish folklore trilogy, even though they're all really, really great. I'll stick by that. Um, probably that it's my least favorite. Yeah, and it's and it's weird. It's one of the weirder ones story-wise. Uh, I just don't like the plotting of yeah. a lot of the second act. No, it's, it's weird. It's just kind of laid out oddly and paced weirdly. And just it's it's not the but best. The first and third act, but man. The, let me tell the you, the animation is as <laughs> gorgeous as always. I think this is honestly one of the most personally aesthetically appealing of any of them. It's a beautiful from movie, that trilogy. Man. Uh, it's a lot more hard on its lines than the other movies. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's got a nice. It's it's lots of glow and blue and like I don't know. It's a gorgeous movie to watch. It really is, man. It's it's a beautiful film, and like, at the end of the day. I was about to say, and honestly, that's, like, its biggest achievement. Which, I, you know, the story is fine, but honestly, it's, like, kind of a gateway to just w- watching a beautiful piece of art unfold. Yeah, again, I think the first and third act are where its best stuff is. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of the character dynamics, but not enough to like the way they plot out the second act. Yeah. Weird. I was about to say, I don't think any of the characters are as strong as like any of the characters in Wolfwalkers or secret of the Kells. But yeah, Um, no, it's good. It's solid for sure. But Um, yeah, no, definitely watch it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I give it a four out of five. I also give it a four out of five. It's a very good film. I say then starting the, the month of April, uh, I watched uh, the second half, because technically the day prior I watched the first half. I watched the second half and finished and logged uh, <laughs> until the end of the world, the director's cut, Ooh. which is like the five and a half hour cut, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I watched it in two parts. Long movie. Uh, there's actually, because I have the criterion for it, and it literally is on two Blu-rays. Like you put in the one Blu-ray and that's like two hours, and then you put in the other Blu-ray and that's like two hours, <laughs> you know? Um 
But man, I've been thinking about this movie a ton. Like I, it's not even my favorite thing in the world, but I have not stopped thinking about this since <laughs> I've watched it. That's a um, good sign, Michael. It's a really, really unique movie. It's hard to talk about or describe in any way meaningful, especially in like a couple minutes for this. Yeah. Um, but it's such an impressive and odd movie. <laughs> it's doing so many different things and it's pulling off the emotional level of it and the engagement of it extremely well. Um, I'm looking forward to watching it. Would, it, it looks cool. Yeah, on one instance, it's really poorly structured theoretically, where <laughs> the entire movie and plot holds to a standstill for like the second to last hour. Mm. Um, but yet somehow, I think it works really well. And like the the difference between the we're all stuck in Australia versus the ultimate road trip, <laughs> it, it, it's such a big difference. But yet somehow they blended it into a really really cool piece of art. And I th I love the different things that it has to say. It t it touches so many different themes. The actors are really really good. I thought it was really funny that the main guy is William Hurt, that guy from the Hulk movies, because <laughs> uh, it was just weird seeing him young. Um, <laughs> it's funny. But no, it's my first. Uh, how do you say his name? Wim Wenders, I guess. Uh, yeah. It was Wim my Winders. first Wim Wenders movie. It's a fun name. <laughs> and it was very, very good and nice. extremely impressive. I'm uh, I'm really stoked for it because it looks like my uh, like kind of sci-fi movie. Looks good. I gave it a four and a half out of five. Yossi is right, and it is the perfect New Year movie. <laughs> nice. Uh, then on the second, uh, I watched David Lynch's Lost Highway. Lost Highway? Uh, How'd it get lost? How'd you lose a highway? <laughs> How'd you lose a whole highway? <laughs> it's on the maps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I had the I did a free trial of the Criterion channel while Ooh. they when they got the big David Lynch collection. Yeah. Because it had some movies that I wanted to watch on it. But like almost all of his movies. Right, there, that were anywhere else. <laughs> uh, so while I had it, I decided to turn on Lost Highway, even though it was a little bit more not clean than I would prefer. I was like, oh, I'll just skip the stuff that I don't want to see. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, but then uh, I think IMDb undersold it a little bit. Uh, it's, it's, the parent guide. Yeah, there's a lot. So I had to skip a lot of the movie. Mm. Um, and I mean... I don't think that took away too much from understanding anything about the movie. I think, honestly, outside of it just not being anywhere near as clean as I would like it to be, <laughs> to where I wouldn't really go out of my way to ever watch it again or suggest it to anyone. Um, but I really think the actual, what it's trying to do is very cool. I love the supernatural stuff in it. Um, it's one of the creepier David Lynch movies I've seen, darker nice. in tone than especially something like Mulholland Drive, um, <laughs> or even honestly Inland Empire. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of, it's got great aesthetics and, uh, that opening title sequence, the opening good. title the opening sequence credits. is great. And Robert Blake as the mystery man. <laughs> that's like, honestly my favorite David Lynch character. Nice. Um, he is really, you think he's just going to be like a one-off, like, oh, that's <laughs> creepy, but he's really cool throughout the entire, uh, movie. Um, but unfortunately again, I just, I, just not your thing. I wouldn't really suggest it to somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're going to watch it, uh, be warned. Be warned. Be warned. <laughs> there's like seven, there's like seven sex scenes in the movie, all within varying ranges of graphicness. Yeah. And I was like, ah, uh, <laughs> so yeah. Unexpected. There it is. I gave it a three and a half out of five though. And the next day 
I sat down and because it was my birthday. It was your birthday. I wanted to watch one of my favorite movies and I ended up landing on Men in Black, uh, which I had a Blu-ray copy of and I was like, ooh, I'll finally watch it on Blu-ray for the first time. And then the Blu-ray disc like just stopped playing halfway through the movie. <laughs> so for about 20 minutes, I was trying to find it on like streaming or and, and then I like I was like, I'm gonna have to pull out my VHS copy to finish it. So I had to like fast forward to the spot <laughs> of the movie where I was. It was a whole thing. But I watched Men in Black and it still rocks. It's like still like the best sci-fi comedy ever, probably. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I, I can't explain why. It's got like the greatest energy of all time, Micah. And also like the greatest cast of all time. <laughs> if you say so. It's so good. It's so funny. And so, I don't know. I, I tear up like multiple times what? watching Men in Black. I, what? Men in Black has me crying what? in the club, Micah. Where? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Any, any of its, um, like any of the parting ways scenes i'm like this That's is so crazy. this is so sweet couldn't i don't be know me. why couldn't be me i i gave men in black a five it's it's an all-time favorite of mine and i think it'll remain that way for a long time it's so good then later on robbie's birthday uh since robbie's movie trial was ending <laughs> it was ending that uh, day, we dude. finally we finally got got around to guy and madeline on a park bench guy and madeline damien chazelle's first movie and the only other movie from him that i had not seen yeah this not was seen the last his feature movies. last feature film that we had not seen from damien chazelle uh and it's an odd one i would say <laughs> it is kind of odd um very obviously film. i was about to say obviously a lot of its odd <laughs> elements mostly come from the fact that it's a very student film yeah very low budget um but beyond that it's just kind of weird um it's a strange movie it's a very unconventional i thought it was odd how little it's a musical until a couple musical numbers (laughs) it's like it has like two real musical numbers and the rest of them are just kind of like you know like sequences with music rather than full-on musical numbers yeah and it's just kind of odd the plot unfortunately i think Although I think it's cool, I think it's a little hard to follow because it of the is. filmmaking. Like it can be genuinely really confusing. I get it now, especially like... being that I kept mix- <laughs> mixing up. Uh, what is her name? Like Elena or something? Like Elena and Madeline? They looked really similar. They do look very similar. Um, so I just kept on thinking they were the same person, and I was no, like, what? Like a... and then I was like, oh. <laughs> So it's a little bit hard to follow at times, and it's not the most interesting thing in the world, but it's 83 minutes, and it never overstays its welcome. Yeah, no, I I think it's um, a really beautiful film uh, for what it is. I I honestly, really, the only problems I have with it are just kind of the way it's it goes about telling its story because i think it does have a really interesting story and it has a lot of stylistic flair and good music like i mean I it's it, just in her way it is it is literally joe just la la land it's proto la la land but some of the songs are literally <laughs> songs from la la land which i was not expecting yeah um <laughs> but yeah it feels very early jacques to me which is obviously a big influence for chazelle in general so yeah it makes sense i guess i gave it a four out of five i thought it was pretty great I give it a three and a half out of five. Yeah. Um, and then, also on your birthday, we we went out to the theater. Went out to the old the old theater, the local the local theater, local cinema, the local cinema, and we got and we we got to see Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. Heck yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty good birthday watch, I will yeah, say. The John John and Jonathan of Game Night of Game Night fame. Um, <laughs> Doing doing a D and D movie, which was sounds like it could be easily very bad, but I think the general consensus for most people is that this is surprisingly just 
really fun. It's a good time. It's not like the greatest movie in the world, no. but it's like, I don't know, like I put in my review, it's the kind of thing that very much feels like a a pre-pandemic kind of movie in terms of mm-hmm. film culture. It's it's simple and fun. And it's sincere, it's Micah. It's sincere. It's got a lot of fun practical effects and some cool, like, like a good blend of practical and CG. I am so glad that a lot of this is practical. It's going to age so much better. Right? The cast is really fun. <laughs> oh, the, the plot, cast is a blast, dude. The plot is a little overcomplicated, but it's kind of goofy and fun because of it. Um <laughs> I, I said, um, it's like, I don't know, the, the actual story's a bit paint by the numbers, like from a top down view, but like it, it really makes it work. I don't know. It's, it's pulling it off. Yeah. I don't know. Like it's, it's just a, it's, it's a fun little movie. Yeah. I have no complaints, no major complaints anyway. Yeah. I was about to say that I have some like weird complaints with like the plotting and stuff sometimes. And like, just again you mentioned how frictionless a lot of the movie is back when we first yeah, watched it yeah which and i, I think that is that. still kind of a big problem with it but honestly i i think it's pretty great <laughs> you can't you couldn't i couldn't ask for much more from a right D&D from a D movie i'm surprised it turned out anywhere near as good as it is right uh i give it a three and a half i ended up giving it a four i was i was there for it man i did not expect to be i'm not much of a D guy Revy, lost highway guy and madeline and dungeons and dragons they're the same movie it's the same movie exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um what did you watch next Micah? Uh, on the fourth uh it was my anniversary uh, what so i was i You're was married <laughs> no <laughs> uh it was me and my girlfriend's <laughs> anniversary uh um, we went to that. we went to the aquarium we wow. hung out and we were like oh we, we ought to watch a movie since that's kind of the <laughs> thing we've always like that's one of the major things we've done together since we've been dating is watch movies together yeah um and i was like oh Ooh. and she was like maybe you could show me that one like romance movie you kept going on about and i was like ooh, ooh, ooh. uh so i t- <laughs> in fact though it's not streaming anywhere i watched before sunrise with her but it wasn't streaming anywhere so and i didn't have my criterion on me because she didn't mention it beforehand so we ended up renting it no. um <laughs> but That's i kind of funny i actually. absolutely love before sunrise and by the way it, it is a perfect anniversary movie probably <laughs> more so than any of the others because they hold <laughs> a lot different baggage than this one um <laughs> but who'd have thunk it it was really really fun to watch with Haley, and like it's really sweet and just it was just a nice movie and I, i'm glad it really held, held up under a rewatch it was just as engaging just as romantic just as beautiful is your um, first time rewatching it yeah that was my first no. time rewatching it um and i really really love it it's one of my favorite movies easily favorite link um, later micah it would be it would be between that and before sunset. Oh, so, okay, okay. <laughs> but probably, uh, I give it a five out of five. All right, cool. Uh, also on the fifth, uh, I watched. Oh wait, no, that was the fourth. Oh, that was the fourth. Also on the fourth, but technically the fifth because it was that late. Uh, I watched Baby Driver. Um, little film. Little Baby Edgar Driver. Wright film. It was uh, it was suggested to me on a little thing I was doing where somebody suggested me a movie for each month of the year. This was my April film, brought to you by Robbie. I'm so sorry to have recommended <laughs> this movie to you. <laughs> I feel uh, like a, wor- a worse person. It was actually probably my favorite Edgar Wright movie I've seen. It's my favorite. Uh, I'm not really a big <laughs> Edgar Wright guy. Yeah. Uh, but I actually liked a lot of what this movie was doing and a lot of its stylistic things, surprisingly enough. And it has really good performances, despite, like, 
two of its main <laughs> leads being sexual predators. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm sorry for recommending Baby Driver, but it is a good movie. <laughs> and like, it's, I don't know, it's for some reason one of the most gimmicky Edgar Wright movies, but the one that felt like the least gimmicky to me. Well, it uses its gimmick in a very good way, I yeah, think. Yeah, I don't know, like just... It's the one that I've actually connected to the most. I think Baby is a really interesting main character that I could actually relate to. Where I think that's honestly one of the biggest things that very much disconnects from anything with Edgar Wright's movies. I don't, yeah. Is I just don't like any of his protagonists Scott that much. from Scott Pilgrim. Scott, ooh. <laughs> ooh, whatever Simon Pegg's character's name is. Uh, Sean. Um, I, I, from Sean oh, of the yeah. Day. Sean. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I just, just I don't know. That's I funny. forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, they just are not really characters that I connect with in any way. I like Sean. I don't know. I can get down um, with that. <laughs> but I gave it a four and a half out of five. Cool. It's a good uh, movie. Also on the fifth, I watched David Lynch's Dune. David Lynch's uh, Dune. Being that I didn't really want to go out and buy it, uh, and I was very <laughs> cautious about it, but I had the Criterion channel when it was on there for a limited yep. time, and I'm a huge, huge Dune fan. It's like my second favorite or first favorite, depending on Ooh. when you ask me book. <laughs> um, Spicy. I was like, you know what? Let me watch David Lynch's Dune. One of your favorite directors it, adapting one of your favorite exactly, books. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's so sad. It made me so, so sad. Because I really like a lot of what David Lynch is doing with it. I, li- <laughs> I like it. But it's... <laughs> But it's bad. But it's a bad movie. <laughs> and I and it's been butchered to literally, literally, I don't think, I honestly don't think if you did not know the story of Dune, I do not think you could follow this. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. The middle is almost incomprehensible because of how fast it is going over everything. It it it's sucks. It's really it's the middle is so bad. Um but I really love the idea of what Lynch is doing here. Um, I, uh, even though I'm a bit more of a fan of the idea of like Villeneuve's Dune and how he adapts it, I love like, uh, it's not my favorite, but I love like a pulpy Dune. It's I a was lot about more, to say, that one looks a lot more like cartoonish and pulpy. Yeah. It's a lot more cartoonish. It's a lot more like it, it doesn't take itself too seriously and it got, it has a lot of the Lynch flavor. That's really fun. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, baby. But this is so not good objectively as a movie. It's bad, um, which it's made funny. me really sad. Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Mike is like terrible movie. <laughs> it's not a terrible movie, but objectively, from like a writing structure yeah, standpoint, yeah. it is bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, it got completely butchered by studios. <laughs> uh, di- director's cut for Dune, please. Speaking of bad movies, like, Whoa. <laughs> we watched a, sh- a movie the next day called Shark oh, this Tale. This still on the 5th. Well, the yeah, same day. I suppose it was the same. So I, I went from Dune to Shark Tale. <laughs> Shark Tale. We just got the hankering to watch Shark Tale, I suppose. Well, specifically Marianne, our sister, been on the <laughs> podcast a couple times. Yeah. Uh, she really loves Shark Tale, <laughs> and we were talking about Shark Tale, and you were like, what if we watched Shark Tale? So then we just turned it on. I had not seen Shark Tale since my childhood. Why does Oscar look so bad? Look at the design. Why do all of the fish besides the sharks look awful? They're just too human. They're like creepy. A, they're freaky. They're so creepy. Um, but yeah, Shark Tale, it's a bad movie. I don't really need to tell you why. Um, Even Sykes is creepy. It's just got like this the most baffling choices ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 so many people have said so much about Shark Tale. 
it's it's laughably bad to the point that it's kind of fun to watch every element be so terrible i mean yeah i was about to say it actually has some good bits once in a while and then it just immediately follows it up with like the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> so it, yeah, it ends up pretty, just being blah it's a pretty garbage movie with creepy animation and it's oh, gosh, it, the animation dude i gave it i gave it a one and a half i'll stand by this is martin scorsese's uh best performance it in is movie. Uh, he is not a good actor <laughs> but yet for actor. some reason this is his best performance he's and really he's, good in this he's pretty consistently good in this which he's is so funny hilarious <laughs> uh yeah one and a half i give it a two um but yeah <laughs> then to uh stick with my shark tale theme your shark tale theming <laughs> on the sixth uh i tuned into <laughs> mishima a life in four chapters <laughs> a very shark tale movie there's one degree of separation between shark tale and mishima because scorsese and schrader work together <laughs> exactly it's, it's true uh it's paul funny. schrader this was my second paul schrader directorial movie uh, I, I i'm a big fan of paul schrader's writing he's written most he's of a good he's writer, written man. most of my favorite scorsese movies um, and Dude. I mean, first reformed is one of my favorite movies <laughs> of all time. First reformed uh, rules. And this movie that looked movie. absolutely crazy. Uh, so I was very excited to get to it. I got it like while we were on the criteria, the way I had the criterion channel, I was like, yeah, I'll finally watch it. Um, and oh my gosh, Machine. there are, there are issues I have with it just in terms of, I think just a first watch, it's a little bit hard to gather what the movie is actually going for. Mm. But this is probably objectively one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> Literally. Like, I cannot, That's think, crazy. I cannot think of a movie better written than this. I cannot think of a movie more beautiful looking than this. Do you think it's better than First Reformed? Or just different? I think objectively it's probably better than yeah. First Reformed. That's kind of the vibe I get from oh. it, honestly. I mean, even Paul Schrader said this was his masterpiece. I don't think anybody will disagree with that. This <laughs> is just... I don't even know how you would make this. It is insane. It's beautiful. It's emotional. It, it's magical. <laughs> it's very... Uh, somehow they found a guy, a real-life <laughs> guy, guy. <laughs> who is the most Paul Schrader protagonist in the world. <laughs> um... Right? No, that's what's always, like, kind of weirded me out about Mishima is, like, it's Paul Schrader, and he's Paul Schrader, and he's writing a movie about, I don't know, it, it just, it, culturally, it seems very strange for him to make paul schrader paul schradering it up exactly that's like what he does <laughs> well honestly this movie would never get made in japan ever for yeah. multiple reasons um yeah so. it's just always struck me as interesting I, I i can't wait to see it no it i need great. i need the criterion for this uh, i gave it a five out of five very nice very nice uh on the sixth i watched a little film called rye lane which is a british rom-com from this year wow and it's very good and it's very well shot. Shout out to those British people. And it's very well lit. And it's very well performed. <laughs> I know, I've not seen anybody love it as much as you. You gave it a five out of five. That's pretty. That's pretty. Micah, this is my extreme. This is my causeway for this year. I get a pass to rate one rom com uh, a five <laughs> until I start dating someone. <laughs> that's the that's the rule. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just really liked how whimsical seems like a kind of silly word to use for this movie, but I think um its general sense of like whimsy is one of the most fun things about it so it's it's kind of like a surrealist rom-com in a lot of ways <laughs> which again sounds kind of silly but i i don't know i think it works really well i i wish more people agreed with me 
<laughs> but I, I really loved it. I thought it was great. I give it a uh, five. Five out of five, baby. Then deep into the recesses of that night. <laughs> right, uh, it was so late. Man. It was very, very late, but it was the last day I had my Criterion uh, free trial. Yeah. Uh, we we tuned in to David Lynch's Inland Empire. Inland Empire. The only other one on there besides Firewalk With Me, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the only other one on there that I missed mm. from his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, Inland Empire. Inland um, Empire. It was one that I was most, one of the most excited I was for any of his movies. This was, this was my most um, anticipated Lynch movie that I hadn't seen. Like, this is the one I was actually to You haven't seen Mulholland Drive, Robbie. I know, but I wanted to see this one more because I saw the um, rabbits scenes before. Yeah, and I was like, scenes. oh my gosh, this is like the greatest um, thing I've ever seen in my life. This movie, this movie though, <laughs> is hard to talk about in this. I think it's easily could be considered... I don't know, like I put in my review, I think Mulholland Drive is easily what I would call David Lynch's masterpiece, mm-hmm. but I think this is David Lynch at his most, like, almost, like, free. I mean, this is clearly his most experimental work. I was about um, to say... Um, and they were kind of just doing whatever. <laughs> I've watched um, some of his more experimental short films, and I think if we're going, like, formal Dune, uh, formal, Dune, formal David Dune. Lynch, um, like, you're probably right, Mulholland Drive is probably going to be his best one. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but if we're going experimental David Lynch, this I can't see any of them topping this, you know? Somehow this movie stays consistently <laughs> engaging for three hours of stuff that is hard to follow. Right. Um, it stays consistently creepy oh and gosh. at some point straight up terrifying. It's so scary. Um, this is one of the scariest <laughs> movies I've watched in a while. I, I was like, at first, for the first hour, I was like, why is this qualified as a horror movie? This is stupid. And then for the, like the next two hours, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh no, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very, very like sufficiently disturbing and creepy and fun. And it has so much you can grab from it, so many different themes. And I think almost any of the different themes and ideas that people have grabbed from it are completely justified, which I think is honestly the sign that this movie is doing exactly what it needs to. I was about to say, that's the sign, in my mind anyway, that's the sign of a good experimental film is that you can have, um, like... I don't know, like five different readings of it, and they all seem equally valid. <laughs> yeah, especially from one this sprawling. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot here. A and lot. I mean, and I mean, Laura Dern is amazing. Oh in my this. gosh, this is easily the best I've seen her in, in anything. I can't honestly imagine a better role for her than this. Right. This, She's so good. I mean, again, the whole marketing <laughs> for this was just, it's Laura Dern. It's Laura Dern. <laughs> so, right. you know, what are you going to, I mean, because what else were you going to market it on? Right. Uh, but yeah, genuinely, probably a perfect movie. I can't think of pretty much anything I would change for. I also desperately need the criterion oh, for this goodness. so I can watch it anytime and beautifulness. It, um, it's going to look so good, man. I, I love it, dude. I loved it. I gave it a five <laughs> out of five. I gave it a five out of five. It's easily my favorite Lynch project that I've seen. Mulholland Drive is still better. <laughs> uh, then on the seventh, we headed out to the theater again. Once more. This was my, I, I around this time I purchased for the first time ever for this month, uh, AMC A list. AMC. So now A-list. I can now I can go see the movie. Gotta flex the wealth, baby. <laughs> Not really. I get it. Literally, it's just if you went to two movies I a know, month, I you're know. pretty much paying for it. I so, know. 
John Wick Chapter 4 is what we went and saw. John Wick Chapter 4. Which I had a lot of anticipation for because I absolutely loved Parabellum. That was probably my favorite. We talked about Parabellum Um, on here, man. It's so good. (laughs) A lot of people who were watching it at first, anyway, and I mean, still a lot of people who I follow were like there were like this is easily the best one five stars five yep. stars four and a half five five four and a half like that was what was coming out for this right um and it was it was good it was good it was, it was solid i think it's it's honestly it's easily my least favorite of the of the series i still think um, i would watch it over the first one i'm just not as big and on I the think, first one as you and are, i think the biggest but... the biggest problem i have with this movie is it's just too long and i and i like long movies. it is too long we just were praising to no end inland empire that's a three-hour movie you know we can yeah. we can we can go for the long movies um this is also pretty much a three-hour movie um <laughs> And it's just, it just doesn't have anything too much. It doesn't have anything to do for John for three hours. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it's different plot threads mean nothing. They go nowhere. Um, like literally there's the entire character of Mr. Nobody is just the most pointless character in the world. He doesn't really add much thematically and he literally affects the plot 0% except for occasionally saving John and like annoying the main villain yeah i don't know there's a lot of weird elements here that i don't like that i don't really think work or service the movie that well but i do really like a lot of the action in i this was about film. to say on the other hand this is one of the most like i think it's got some of the best action of the series yeah probably the did. the shotgun and centenary <laughs> shotgun fight scene again is literally just probably the the greatest gun fight scene i've ever seen in a movie i think it's easily my favorite sequence in any john wick movie let like probably in any action movie dude it's so good it is it is crazy and the way they shot it you feel like you're transcending (laughs) dude the uh, the staircase sequence is a lot of fun there's a lot of good stuff especially in the last 45 minutes yeah and it was was fun seeing this in a theater in fact on the staircase scene every time john would like roll (laughs) back down the staircase the theater like the entire theater was like no (laughs) no (laughs) which was really fun um but it's just it's just too much it's too long you could cut this down an hour and it would be so much better like it would probably be one of my favorites of the series if you cut an hour from this yeah i would tend to um, agree i really like donnie yen in this too worth yeah and I, I mean again i liked the performances even mr nobody for as much as i think he's a pointless character i loved like the performance yeah he's fun but like he has nothing to do here neither yeah. does john john has nothing to do it's just kind of lame. I don't um, know. I get what you're saying. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Still. No, I still enjoyed it. I gave it a three and a half. It's just, it makes me a little sad because that's theoretically from what I've heard might probably be the last like the John ending of Wick the series. Movie. Yeah. Um, except for the spinoffs and everything. Yeah, except yeah. for any spinoffs that they choose to do. Um, but yeah, I ended up giving it a four. I thought it's, I thought it was pretty great, but it, there were just a few things that held me back from like fully loving it, like I did Parabellum. Yeah, Parabellum is still easily my favorite of yeah. the series. Yeah. Uh, then on the eighth, uh, I watched the entire thing except for two episodes, which I'd watched the night prior of Beef. Beef. Uh, A24 Netflix original series with Steven Yeun and Ali Wong. Um, there it is. It's beef. It's beef. <laughs> um, it's beef. I thought I, I was, I was, I had no idea what to expect from this because I only watched it really because Steven Yeun was in it. Um, 
And like from the aesthetics anyway, from like the, the trailers and all of the marketing I had seen for it, I assumed it was going to be like a goofy comedy. Um, and there certainly is a lot of comedy in the show, but it's much more of like an emotional drama than I thought it would be. But like, in fact, I think the emotional stuff is really, really good. It touches on a lot of topics that are pretty personal for me. I think the characters, especially the two leads, are just infinitely interesting. Like, because they could be so flat easily, but they do so much to really, really flesh out the characters. Like, there are several scenes with Steven Yeun that are just, like, straight-up tragic. And in fact, the entire story, which I did not realize would be, is extremely tragic to watch play out. <laughs> I was so sad. I was, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> but it still does a good, like, a pretty decent job of, like, combining its different genres and tones to create not too dark or like sad of an experience to watch there's quite a bit of comedy and i think the leads really sell it um it's not my favorite thing in the world and i think the ending is a little ham-fisted but it is a very very cool tv show should have been a movie should have been a movie it's really not that long you could have they could have cut it down um gavin one of my friends who i uh like met on twitter he runs a little f youtube channel called primary cinema very good you should go check it out but he <laughs> he was also talking about um after he finished beef how it should have probably just been a movie yeah, it should have just been a movie <laughs> the, the, one of the biggest one of the only other problems i have with it is that it's just a little too long in certain places like not even like dragging on but it just feels like there's not really much going on for a couple episodes yeah um, interesting but yeah, yeah i gave it i gave the show overall a four out of five i'm looking forward to seeing it i am not usually a limited series tv show kind of guy but i think i'm gonna give beef a try it seems it seems interesting uh then later on the eighth what did we watch Remy? we watched uh john mulaney uh kid gorgeous at radio city it's a very very good very long title uh, i usually <laughs> just call it kid gorgeous yeah um but yeah it's a john mulaney stand-up special probably his most iconic of like the you know that series of specials that and new in town both though yeah have very strong cultural holds that's on, true on I, white people <laughs> i was about to say i see i see people talking about like in referencing kid gorgeous a lot in my in my day-to-day -day existence yeah so i love kid and gorgeous, i mean they're though. right to do so <laughs> it's it's so funny i mean we've talked about that there's yeah. not too much to say about the, the comedy it's, special it's just so funny uh, it's got some of my favorite bits from him and some of my favorite stand-up bits in general of all time i mean he's he's got such a mastery of his delivery and that one's that's especially apparent in this one to me yeah even more so than new in town i would say yeah. this is like this is really show benefited by his performances he, he does a bit more uh physical like he's a bit more physical in this one than he is in new in town and too. does a little bit more like he does more voice work in this mm -hmm. than he does in new in yeah. town so i i very marginally prefer kid gorgeous to new in town but it's right. so close <laughs> but yeah i gave it a five out of five i also gave it a five out of five uh then last night uh Oof, headed out we're headed almost there out, guys uh, we're almost there <laughs> right this is like half the podcast <laughs> uh but last night we headed out to the theater again uh it was after a long day of work and i felt pretty miserable so i was like you know what i want to go see a movie in theaters can i have amca list something now? light micah so i could do it something light <laughs> something like light. air like air uh but yeah we went Whoa. and saw air we saw uh, air. ben affleck the new ben affleck movie he uh, directed it baby and it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think actually um, Ryan 
Ryan Lee. He like the stuff he talked about in his review I did not quite know, but it makes a lot of sense for having seen the movie mm. that really the entire movie is kind of an ad for Ben Affleck's uh like style he will be using for his new production company. <laughs> yeah. Um which makes a lot of sense because I was about to say one of the weirdest things about this Air Jordan like <laughs> biopic is that it seems to by the end not really like show you much of the success of Michael Jordan right. and the Air Jordan. I think that's kind of funny. I don't know. It's, <laughs> I I kind of laughed when it popped up the like start of the end text thing. Insta- that all of yeah, these I, kind really, of I really do. thought there would be like just like a montage showing us like highlights from how insane. Because I mean, it's Michael Jordan. He right. literally changed the basketball world forever. Right. And Air Jordans, which are like some of the biggest shoes ever. So like, come on, guys. But again. <laughs> It's a, it's a fun movie. It's very fun. Regardless. I, I, I enjoy this genre a lot. This little <laughs> subgenre of like biopic about company team doing something. It's I, I referred to it as the true small success story subgenre. <laughs> Again, like Moneyball. Yeah, like Moneyball, Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, this is a not not quite as good as either of those. No. but it is fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. It's fun, and it was very refreshing and cool to see in a theater. You know, good ensemble. It's, it's probably not one I would go to watch again. <laughs> um, but you know, it was fun. I'm glad I watched. If someone it. turned it on, I would not be upset. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I give it a three and a half. I ended up giving. I, I ended up going for the four. Um, I, I, have a I don't think it was a three, Mister No yeah, Half Stars. I was about to say it's not a three. I ended up giving it a four. So. And then even later into the night, uh, we watched Zootopia. Watched Zootopia. In preparation for this very podcast. First first rewatch in a long, long while. That is running into your ears right now. Whoa. Rebby, we just rewatched Kid Gorgeous. Kid Gorgeous, that's true. But uh, anyway. That was was what we watched. I hope you guys guys enjoyed this. Uh, Watched a lot of really good movies. We Um, did. Oh, man. Inland Empire, I think, is the biggest one here. Yeah, I was about to say... When it comes to first washes. I was about to say, for for, uh, suggesting, though, I wouldn't suggest (laughs) Inland Empire or Machina unless you have looked into what's in them and are okay with what's in them. Please check the content in both of those. (laughs) They are both uh, rated R movies. They are rated R. So take that with a grain of salt. Same with Until the End of the World, which is another one of Same with 21 Jump Street. (laughs) And 21 Jump Street. Um, go watch Men no, in go, Black, go watch Before Sunrise. <laughs> it's it's still technically rated R, but like for like saying the F word like three times. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would very much suggest Before Sunrise. If you're looking for a 2023 release to hit up, um, Air's good. Rye Lane, I loved, um, and Dungeons and Dragons is yeah. Very Dungeons good. go watch Dungeons and Dragons Among Theater. I, yeah. I would love to see that continue to do well because after I... after the Mario movie came out, it's dropped significantly because it was doing well in theaters, and the Mario movie came out. I think it dropped like 60% of well, its yeah, viewership. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the audience who's going to go see Mario movie is pretty much the same. Yeah, and I was about to say, also, go check out Beef, but only if you're, again, okay with what's <laughs> in it content-wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what we watched. Uh, that's also what we thought of Zootopia. Thank yeah. you for listening to surprisingly one of our longer episodes. <laughs> it's funny, too, because this was like our quote-unquote <laughs> Easter episode, and this was suggested to us just because There's Judy a bunny is a it. bunny. Um, Dude, so happy I, Easter. <laughs> I did not notice, watching through this time, I had not noticed before how much her nose twitches in reaction to yeah, stuff. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Good stuff. 
happy happy easter happy passover yeah uh happy why did i just lose the name of the other one that was the same day of easter i am not sure i'm not i'm not a i'm not as cultured of a person as you are wow (laughs) um i did not remember yeah it was a i'm pretty sure it was a muslim religious holiday is ramadan yeah i think it was ramadan oh maybe don't quote me on that (laughs) i I think that was i I think that fell on the same day as easter this year might be right um so yeah shout out shout out to to the to to religious holidays recently april april's a pretty full month they're they're popping off there you go (laughs) uh and we'll see you guys next week catch you next week